Boys in the Huddle Podcast, it's Ricky, Trey, and Doe back for another episode. We got a special, special guest. We got, of course, Mr. Jason Harrigan, a.k.a. Furious Styles. But we got my main man, Mr. Matt Perry, championship winning coach. What's going on, baby? What up, though? What's happening, brother? How's it feel? It's good, man. Happy to be champs. Man, you did what those other motherfuckers couldn't. Congratulations. <laughs> the niggas that was coaching us couldn't get it done. <laughs> you got it done. Yeah, boys played good, man. They, they, got, they did the job. Got it done. Awesome shit, man. <clears throat> so let me ask you this. What felt better, winning something as a player or winning something as a coach? Um, for me, I guess I'm going to have to say coach. Mm. Why is that? Um, well, frankly, I ain't win nothing in football. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won the state championship in basketball. So. Yeah, we won in basketball. So, I mean, that was a great feeling, you know what I mean, being number one in the state and all that. Um, you know, it's hard to talk. But this run we've been on with these kids the last two years, I don't think. I, you know, I think I think that's top for me. And how long you, how long you been coaching at Willingboro? Has it just been two years? Nah, I started at Willingboro in 2014. Okay, so you this has been a gradual process to get the kids where they are today. Yeah, our first season we were one and nine. Wow. Yep. Hard work, yeah. dedication. Yeah. Blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. Definitely a lot of uh, hard work and hours put in since then, you know. Yeah, man. I'm definitely proud of you guys. So what was it that you won? Because it was the sectional championship. Is that two years in a row? Or was there a progression this year from last year? Or was it the same championship? So last year, we won the uh, Central Jersey Group 1 championship. And uh, we went to the bowl game. It was the first year they had it. It was a South Central Regional Bowl game. Okay. Lost to Penns Grove in that game. And this year we came back, won the Central Jersey Group 1 chip again, went back to the bowl game, played Penns Grove, and beat them. So, mm. so last year y'all lost to Penns Grove. This year you got the revenge. Yeah, definitely. Definitely went back, got some revenge. Lost right. last year 35-26. Came back this year. Focused and won that game 50 to 14. We're going to give that some horns. Shout out to <laughs> Willem Ball High School, baby. Definitely right. proud of you guys. But we're going to get a little Appreciate bit more into that. But we're going to go through some football topics since we got the only nigga that could ever pull off playing for Willem Ball High and Camden High. <laughs> <laughs> There ain't no other niggas that can do that. You know that, right? <laughs> I wasn't the first. You wasn't the first? I was not the first. I think there's been a couple. Who did it before that? They played at Willembro and Camden? Quarterback? Well, not quarterback. Now I'm talking about quarterback. That's the most important position. Yeah. Yeah, I know some other niggas did some other shit, but don't nobody, don't nobody care about all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
You did the real deal. Played at FAMU. Played at St. Augustine's. Which I remember when I came to St. Augustine, that was the worst university in history. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the old man, Swoop Mighty Falcons. <laughs> St. Augustine's was crazy. FAMU <laughs> is the best black college I've ever been to, and I went to Hampton. I ain't going to front. Yeah. FAMU was all yeah. that. FAMU is definitely top on my list. <sighs> crazy. But we're going to get into... Um, well, we got to give you a Boys in the Huddle's name. All the names have been taken, so we're just going to make you that black nigga that came to Ricky's house as the recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name was, that's, we got to figure out oh, what his man. name was. <laughs> he said, I play baseball. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But nigga from USC. We don't know what his name We're going to figure out what his name was. And that's you. So that's good. You're coined that moving forward. <laughs> But we're all well. Me and you are Eagles fans. Jason, for some reason, is a is a Giants fan, which we had to beat their ass to get into the playoffs. Exactly. What's the outlook for the Eagles? Carson Wentz first playoff game. Do you see them moving past the Seahawks? We're going to start there. Is it possible? What you think, Chris? Um, I mean, they get a home game, but they're so depleted right now. And uh, Seattle got a good squad, a good quarterback. I uh, just got a beast mode back. I think um, Seattle has to be a favorite. Beast Even mode Philly. ain't doing shit. Come on. <laughs> nah, not him as a player, but I think it's some good energy for that team. Yeah, energy. So um, I'll definitely take a Seattle. Of course you are, but you're not an Eagles fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're with the other guys, the G-men, who can't get nothing yeah. done. Who you got, Matt? Uh, I think we can get it done. You know, um, but you know, can progress throughout the season, even with all the injuries. Definitely a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. But, uh, yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. I think. I think you know. Getting into the playoffs, getting their little mojo. I mean, maybe they'll be able to make it happen. Russell Wilson going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So what, you know, especially what, with our, our defensive backfield situation. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, you know, they hit or miss. Sometimes yeah. they play kind of lights out. And then the next week, they don't. You know, if it's a wide receiver that can do a double move, it seems like they don't know how to handle it. So, I don't know. What exactly that's about. But you know what I think? I think Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar not being available has helped Carson Wentz. Because they don't like him. Uh And you can tell that on the field. Like, they don't play for him. And the guys that they have in now, I think, you know, clearly they're trying to make their mark. So they're going to follow. Right. They're going to follow Wentz. And I think that might be the best thing to happen to him. So honestly, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say the Eagles, Eagles gonna win, at least that game. But then it's over. But what are your thoughts yeah. on on Carson Wentz as a quarterback in general? We got the quarterback guru, the South Jersey quarterback guru. <laughs> I've had my people say I'm a Carson hater. Let me ask the expert: Is he a good quarterback or no? He's definitely a good quarterback. 
as far as, you know, where he ranks amongst the, the rest of the good quarterbacks in the league. Now, that's the conversation. But he's definitely a good quarterback. You know, why is he always drafted. why is he always throwing guys high? That's why Ertz got hurt because he's all constantly throwing guys high, and they have to be exposing themselves and taking hits that they probably shouldn't. Yeah, you know that's a is that a mechanical thing? Is that a mechanical thing? Well, I don't think it's a mechanical thing, man. You know, I think that you know, so sometimes he's under duress. You know, what I mean, pressure. Um, you know, maybe they're just not on the same page as much they should be under certain situations. But I don't think, you know, it's a real issue. You know, we had a guy who used to throw in the dirt. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> Are you talking about Mr. McNabb? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, well, let me ask dead. you this. Is just off of pure skill, is Carson Wentz better than Donovan McNabb? Not off accomplishments, just off of pure quarterback skill. Who would you take? Um, right now, I have to say push. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You can't push. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. McNabb is better than him. Right now, wow. I'm saying right now, McNabb is a better player. He was winning every year. Every year. I'm just talking about skill. I don't, as I said, it's not about accomplishments. I'm talking about yeah, who can make games. the throws. Ability to win games. Carson won the Super Bowl. Carson didn't Carson win no damn Super Bowl, Bowl, nigga. Please. He, he ain't do shit. Yo, he led the team the whole season. Like, what are we talking about? You give, oh, man, you give, hold on, on, Matt. You give, you give Carson Wentz credit for that Super Bowl. Nick Foles played the game. He won it, of course, but like uh, Carson had a, a part in the season. You can't deny that he was playing MVP lights out. Has Carson won a playoff game yet? Uh, no. Nah. Oh shit. He hasn't won a playoff game yet. He was hurt. That's yeah, interesting. Man, they had the Eagles in the mix every single year. No, that's interesting. You were giving Carson Wentz credit. So what is your thoughts on Nick Foles in, in Philadelphia Eagles folklore? Where does he run? He rank? deserved the statue. He deserves all the props he get. You know what I mean? He did it. He did it. He did it. Right. He's the first to do it. He, you know what I mean? He's, he's the a legend. He's the Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing taking nothing away from him, but you can't discount like what Carson did that season. His credit, what he did that season. See, here's my thing: Was Carson Wentz just on a run? Was he just hot? Because we've seen Bobby Hoying, we've seen AJ Feely, we've seen Jeff Garcia come in and and go on a run. We even seen um, what was his name? That was supposed to be the guy to take over, and then Vic took his spot. What was that motherfucker's name? Kevin oh, uh, Kevin Cobb. Kevin Cobb. We've seen these type of guys. Is Carson yeah. Wentz that, or is he no, truly he, a franchise quarterback? He is a franchise quarterback. You put Carson on the block, and everybody will give up whatever they got. Mm. Carson is a franchise quarterback. It's tough because he had he had these injuries he had to fight through, but. When he, you know, you see when he plays, like last week, you know, he played good. You know what I mean? You see when he settles in and he got his weapons and stuff. He's a baller, man. Mm. Damn. But he guess... never had those type of weapons, though. He never had, like, the best top three tight end, big time receiver. Never had, well, when he had T.O., he saw what he did. MVP type can't. Super Bowl. So. You talking about McNabb? Yeah. 
No weapons. I never liked McNabb. I really don't like Wentz, so maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. <laughs> but I liked Nick Foles. But no, I like five rooms here. You know what I mean? He did his thing. I was behind McNabb all the way. When you look at his career, you know, he, he left a lot out there on the table. You know, he won a lot of games. Is McNabb a Hall of Famer, Matt? I'm asking, is McNabb a Hall of Famer and is Eli a Hall of Famer? I think Eli is. So McNabb, for me, is always where I draw the line. It's like, if you're better than McNabb, you're a Hall of Famer for sure. And if you're not, then you're not a Hall of Famer. So he like the borderline. I just don't know if he gets in, but if you're better than McNabb, then you're a Hall of Famer. I think he'll get in down the line. I don't. I don't think he's. You know. McNabb. You think he'll get in at yeah. some point? I think he might get in down the line. Well, I think Randall deserved to get in over McNabb. Personally, <laughs> am I tripping? Yes. I'm tripping. Uh, a little bit. Let's keep in mind, Randall, Randall won. Randall won an MVP, and he did his Facts. thing with the Vikings, Facts. and he was the first to do it. All the the, the Lamar Jacksons. The Vicks, they got it because of Randall. Let's keep it real. I mean, he he had the year with Minnesota. Um, it wasn't for that kicker, he had a Super Bowl. Bitch ass thing. That's the way it goes. Some other people out there feel the same way. Maybe, but who you got, McNabb or, or Randall getting the nod first for the Hall of Fame? I think McNabb got the better career. Mm. McNabb ain't got no MVP. He don't, but uh, he wasn't an NFL MVP. He was Associated Press MVP. <laughs> <laughs> who who you got over, is McNabb in over Eli? I think Eli will get in the name and the Super Bowls. Um, and that perception matters, too, so... Um, McNabb, I think that's his bad part, is that he's just not revered by, like, Philly like that. He's not. So, he, that, I think that hurts him. And he's not doing himself any favors running his mouth about Carson Wentz every five minutes either. Yeah. But that's the thing, that the organization does not embrace McNabb at all. Like, it's one thing for the city, but we also see the organization don't really embrace him either. And yeah. he's like an outsider. So... I'm taking uh, Randall definitely over McNabb. Eli gets I like in. Randall over McNabb, but as far as like NFL Hall of Fame, I think McNabb got the better numbers. Well, honestly, I don't think either one of them get in. Well, that could possibly be too. Yeah. I agree. I don't think either one gets in. Like I said, McNabb maybe down the line. Like if you if you let Philip Rivers and these kind of guys in, then oh yeah, in. yeah. If, well, that's yeah. why I don't think Philip Rivers is over. Philip Rivers that's should my not whole thing. get in. If you let yeah. them in, then McNabb's getting in. Yeah, Philip Rivers has done nothing to get in the Hall of Fame. Like right. if this was the NBA, Philip Rivers would get in because NBA is easy to get in that shit. It's not the NBA; it's the basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame. So it's right, different. right. The NFL is a little bit stricter. I don't think. I don't think that Philip Rivers should get in. Yeah, I don't think so either. But since we definitely shouldn't get in. Since we're on that topic, you know, we, we, we've seen the Patriots get caught for what a lot of people would say is cheating over the years. Recently it came out that they filmed the Bengals sideline during the game. 
Now, Matt, you're an offensive coordinator. You're involved in playing quarterback. How much of an advantage is that when somebody is able to have a view of the sideline, be able to film walkthroughs? Is that a, a huge advantage for the no. teams? No, I think that's always been going out of proportion with the filming of the signals and the practices and stuff. Really? There ain't nothing that they're not going to see on film. Really? Especially the NFL film. It's an all-22 film. You see everything on the field as well as the sideline. So if you're really going to study, they can sit down and watch that film that, that everybody get and watch those calls being made from the sideline. Mm. So you're punishing them because they got a, a closer view of what we can already see. So you're telling me there's no advantage to doing that, is what you're saying. I mean, you hustle, they hustling. You know? They hustling. They're they looking for whatever advantage they can get. Mm. You know they took a Super Bowl from us back in 2004. Right. right. <laughs> so right. you're okay with the fact that they may have been doing this for years have been caught, continue to do it. They had a deflate gate. Well, really what my question is, is there an asterisk next to their dynasty? Or do you feel like it's something that everybody does and they're just the only ones that are getting caught? Because that's what I, I feel hear. like. It's something that everybody does and, and they just do it better and then they get put out there because they doing it better. <laughs> 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 like, I've always admired the Patriots dynasty myself. Even though they beat us, like, I've been a fan of Bill Belichick, you know what I mean, what they do on Tom Brady, of course. So, like, I don't think it's an asterisk myself. No, I think that, that I think that works, like, against the opponent more so than the advantage. Like, I don't think you're going to pick up anything like that, but I think the opponents might, might get into their heads a little bit. But even, like, you go back to the Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots, like, nothing they did made your quarterback throw up in the huddle. Yeah, <laughs> Come on. Your quarterback. Well, why are you trying to hate on us? Cut it out. Yeah. I'm not trying to throw a shot. Shots fired. Did them taping cause him to throw up? I mean, no. they, you know, I'm not a McNabb fan, so I'm not even going to try to defend that. But at that point in the game, it would have been very difficult for him to drive the field and put points on the board. I think he had to score a touchdown for what I remember. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it is what it is from that perspective. McNabb is a bitch-ass nigga just based on the T.O. <laughs> relationship. I just didn't like the fact that he was hating on the guy that may have took him to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm with you on that. So I don't, I don't, I don't like how McNabb handled the whole T.O. thing. I don't like how T.O. handled it, but T.O.'s T.O. Right, like McNabb, you knew what you were getting. You know, getting. you should have, you, you know, known how he was coming and kind of nurtured it and brought him in with open arms to the organization. Like you need that dude. Exactly. Exactly. Like Tom Brady, and, and this is why I give Tom the credit. He would have never done that. He would have said, "All right, right, take less money from me. Make sure I got this guy." You know right. what I mean? We've seen him do it. He mm-hmm. even wants AB to come back if he can get him. Right. So you know, that's you know you win. That's what matters. There it is. So speaking of winning, we know who's in the playoffs. Who's your Super Bowl matchup? AFC, NFC, and who's getting the crown this year? I got um, 
I got New Orleans, and I'm a rock. I'm still stick with Andy. I like the Chiefs. Um, St. Patrick Mahomes might be able to muster some things up. I think it's just about time Andy, for Andy to get to. Andy ain't never Andy done Reed. it. Yeah, I know he ain't never done it. Yeah, I know. I think this is time. I, you, over, I know over, Lamar Jackson over Baltimore. Yeah, over Baltimore. Over Baltimore. Um, I think as like the season goes on, the play you're in the playoffs. Um, you got to make some real tight throws, and I want to see Lamar Jackson do that. Third and nines, third and eights, consistently. You know, what I'm saying tight pressure situations. I think I like. I'm gonna take them all. Mm. I think Baltimore has a little bit better defense, so, but you're taking KC in New Orleans. That's who you got. Yep. Who you got, Matt? I'm not going to not pick my birds and we in the dance. We in the dance. We going to dance. <laughs> you, 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 Eagles to the bowl. Once we again. We going. Wow. Nah, but um, NFC, <laughs> I, I don't see a, a real, you know, juggernaut. Nobody be like that. We can't beat. So... I'm going to be Homer, and I'm going to ride with my dudes. Okay. Like I said earlier, I think they can put a little playoff run together with the mojo, you know what I mean, and get behind Carson and rally and we'll get another bull maybe. Like, the Saints are the problem with the NFC. I think, you know, it's the Packers. Nobody's mentioned the, in the 49ers? They're the number one no, seed. Nobody's a believer. Either. You don't believe I don't believe it. I don't believe it. All right. I think the quarterback play is crucial in the playoffs. So, Garoppolo's okay, but you have to make some real tough throws to get there, and I don't see that happening. All right, so you got the Eagles, and who you got from the AFC, Matt? Oh, man. I want to say, you know, the Ravens, what they're doing right now, you know what I mean? It's, It's crazy. Lamar Jackson, but um, early season I did like the uh, the Chiefs and Pat and Andy. I thought Andy it was it's the time to get it done. I don't know, man. I've been watching during the season; they look kind of shaky. The Chiefs, so, yeah, yeah. So who are you going with, the Ravens? I'm going with the Pats, man. The Pats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I said that in a shocking manner, but they have, there's no reason to bet against them, right? I mean. Yeah, it's that time of year, man. Right. Even though they did lose to the Dolphins, but so did the Eagles. But that was the wake up. That was the wake up. Right. I think them losing that home, that that first round by was critical. That that killed them right there. They just got to play an extra game. They're not that good of a team. They got a good defense, but. They're just not that good. So having to play that extra game could put them in danger. Mm. So we got the Saints and the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Patriots. I'm going with I'm going with the 49ers and the Ravens. It's going to be a part two of the Super Bowl we had a few years ago. And that's going to just drum up all the Kaepernick shit all over again because that was <laughs> that was the Super Bowl he played in. Yeah. So I think that's what we're headed towards. It'll be more Kaepernick talk, and then we'll have to deal with that once it arises. 
Which is fine with me. Gives me more shit to right. talk about. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I can see that. But now, most recently, the um, you know they have that NFL 100 all-time list. So they named the quarterbacks this past week. So I'm going to read them off to you. Since you are the quarterback whisperer, the guru. <laughs> so you didn't add, you you left out a few things. So like their their offense was number one in the state. They had the most points in the state. The quarterback broke records for Willembrough. I think the receiver broke records for South Jersey. We're gonna get to that, nigga. South Jersey. We were gonna get to that. This is my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. I'm not. I'm not the producer. Let me. You, but you know what? As far as the quarterback goes, I didn't know that. So that's awesome. So yeah. he he the quarterback you got now, Matt. He broke all the records. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he, our quarterback now. He's a junior. He's Sean Davis. He uh, broke the single season, all the single season records at Willingboro. Um, first team all county. Uh, Mentioned all state, third team all state. What, um, what, what's his measurements? How tall is he? Oh, he's a big kid. Big kid. He's a, he's a you know big time recruit. He's a six four, mm. about two hundred five. Mm. So is he? Uh, got a rocket arm. Is he mobile as well, or mostly pocket quarterback? I mean, he's, he's more of a pocket guy, but he can get out of there as well. You know, he's he's not Lamar Jackson or nothing, but. Let me get you a first down here, man. Okay. So we're going to be rooting for him. He should go to Temple. My alumni. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Temple's a great fit. Yeah, they throw him an offer. Okay. But since we're on the quarterbacks, we're going to go through the top 100. But the top 10, they named in the 100 all-time list. So they had Joe Montana, Tom Brady, Johnny Unitas, Otto Graham, now, he was from mm-hmm. 1946 to 55. Baller. Sammy Bo. Sammy Bo. Sammy 37 Bo. to 52. John Elway. Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Roger Starback. Brett Favre. And Dan Marino. Now, those are the 10 all-time quarterbacks that the NFL recently named. Anybody you think that shouldn't be on there. And somebody you think that should be, or is that list solid? For me, that's a tough list. That's a tough list to break. I like to look at you know. But um, you're familiar with as, these guys from the from the early 1900s. Yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I love the game, so I, I study the game. So I watch all that old stuff, all them black and white footages, and you know, I've been, mm-hmm. I'm a coach's son, so you know, I've been watching all that stuff since I was a kid. So. Right. Slinging Sammy Ball and, and um, um, my man from the Colts. United. Uh, Autogram. Autogram. Johnny United. Res- yeah, yeah, yeah. So the numbers, if you look at Autogram and uh, Sammy Ball's numbers from the era they played in, which was not a passing era, it's crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. So I, I definitely see why they're on the list. Some guys I thought about, and it, it, to me, maybe it's Brady, maybe it's Marino who didn't win a championship. Everybody else but Marino has won a championship. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees is a hell of a quarterback. 
I don't think he gets the, the, the just do. Aaron Rodgers, pretty damn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So those are the two guys that came to mind to me. Both have the a one name that came to mind that was on the list to me was Starback. I mean, uh, that's that's part of my Eagles Cowboys hate. But Roger Starback can come off. You think he might need to be taken off? I go Breeze over Starback. Hmm. I'm not mad at that, but for Marino, not winning a ring is he maybe the guy that shouldn't be on there and put one of those other guys on there? For me, I, I say no. Like Marino, what he did, playing the position, like nobody was doing it like him at the time. So his numbers is, you know, like I said about the other guys, they're kind of ridiculous. He ushered in. He wanted quarterbacks to usher in this new pass scenario that we got today where everybody throwing for 5,000 yards and stuff. He was doing that then. Right. So, you know, he can't, he can't build the team. He, he took him there. He took him to the Super Bowl his rookie year. So, yeah. I mean, he didn't win the big that, one, which is something. which they are. We are judged off at a training position. So, I understand. You know, I want him to come out, but he's a baller, man. So, if anybody would be stalled back out, breeze in for you. For me, yeah. And I don't, I don't uh, not acknowledge that as part of my Cowboys. <laughs> you can acknowledge. You <laughs> fuck them niggas. <laughs> We're in, baby. You're out. Yeah, right. We're in, they out. Jason, did anybody on that list you thought about, any quarterbacks you thought about? And don't mention no damn Eli, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> No, I, I, I'm not real familiar with, like, the guys who played before I should watch. So, um, I, it's hard to comment on them. But uh, if anybody, I would definitely say Breeze over Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers. Um, well, Aaron didn't make it. Well, I'm saying you say to ask somebody. Yeah. The one I would say is Breeze. Breeze always stood out to me. I do agree that he is uh, overlooked. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I definitely think he is. Favre, is, y'all, y'all look good with Favre? If Favre on the list? Yeah, Favre was on the list. Oh, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm not great with Favre, but, I mean, <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. He threw a lot of interceptions, but you know, I get it. He also threw a lot of touchdowns. He won the chip. And then he had the, the game's play record, game started record. Yeah, but Eli was second for game started. So game started is, uh, yeah, I get, you get something, though. I get it. Leave Favre. I'll leave Favre alone. All right, we can we can leave Favre on. The only people that did stand out to me, it really is Breeze. I don't think Rodgers deserves to be on there. But to me, Drew Breeze doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves. Yeah, and, and maybe he's the guy that, that needs to be in there. But we're going to go through a few comparisons of some guys that are out there today. Since we have the quarterback whisperer on the show today. <laughs> I'm going to give you a few quarterback comparisons. Let me know who you're riding with. First one. This quarterback is the only one to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. His (laughs) name is Jameis Winston. If your team looking to build, are you taking Jameis or are you taking Teddy Bridgewater? Who you got? That's a good one. I'm taking Jameis. Yeah, I'm going to take Jameis, too. 
But I'm going to get a quarterback coach and offensive coordinator that's going to eliminate some of that nonsense. Because I think Haven't they tried yeah. to do that already? Yeah, they're doing that now. Who's the, who's the offensive coordinator? Bruce Aaron's out there, right? Yeah, Bruce calls the plays, I'm sure. Yeah, he's calling the plays. I don't know who the OC is. Does he have a track record that's, I'm going to get a quarterback right, eliminate interceptions? Carson Palmer. Um, that's why they brought him in. Yeah, that, that's his thing. Big arm quarterbacks that go, that go down the field. Like, that's his thing. So, like, I'm not really surprised at the interceptions. The 30 and 30 is, like, wow, but I'm not surprised they do a lot of interceptions. He's a, he's a gunslinger, like Buck. Every game, it don't matter. Like, <laughs> just has to throw it. So you're telling me you're taking, if you had to build a team, if you're the coach and the GM, say, all right, we got to win now. You're taking Jameis over Teddy. Hands down. Is it hands yeah, down? Yeah, I don't know if it's hands down, but I, I'm going to take Jameis. Okay. It's a good conversation. I mean, I think Teddy is, is going to get a starting job next year. I don't know where. I think so, too. Yeah, I don't know where, but I think it's going to happen. I just see Teddy as a game manager, so I'd rather. Sometimes that's what you need. Sometimes you you want the game manager, or you want the guys going to push the envelope and throw them picks. You got to pick your poison because they're Mm going to give you the touchdowns with the picks. Mm -hmm. Well, the team is bad too, so some of the picks are like we're losing by twenty-four. Right. So that's tough. All right, next Teddy, one. I just don't see, like, if we're down 14, we got to pass, I feel like it's over with. I think he proved that this year, though. I could be, I, Maybe I'm wrong. I thought they were down a few times when he was in there, and he won the game. Teddy put the, put it on his shoulders and, and got him to where they needed to be. Did he not? He did. He took over, came in, yeah. did his thing. I'm taking Teddy. Just off of Jameis' last uh, press conference, he's a he's a fucking nut. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't get it. Yeah, I'm bowling. I'm a bowler, nigga. Please, cut it. <laughs> get it together. Yeah. So the next one, and, and take your bias out of this, Matt. Take the bias out. Of this. I'm just curious because I'm not gonna lie. This Daniel Jones guy. Looks legit, just off of the eye test. This is probably, you might think this is a crazy question, but Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones to start a franchise? Carson what he got? Carson Wentz. As a Giants fan, I think Daniel Jones does not look legit. His arm looks suspect. Like, uh, he can Putting up numbers. I don't care about the numbers. I'm watching him play. Like, even yesterday, uh, the other day when they played, under throwing balls, guys were open up the field. He's under throwing them. His arm is not strong enough mm. at all. Uh, you're a Giants fan, so you're just going yeah, straight his, up. His, his arm isn't strong enough. Now, I guess I don't know. Ask the quarterback guru. Can your arm get stronger <laughs> over time? <laughs> Do guys' arm get stronger? Uh, yeah, I mean, he can, he can work on his arm strength definitely, but I haven't watched him enough to say like, uh, you know, what I mean, his, about his arm strength and stuff. But uh, from what I did see him, when I did see him play, he, he looked he looked hard. He didn't look like no, you know, future or nothing. But he looked like a solid, average NFL quarterback. Well, you know, you what, know what I mean? You know what? Maybe that wasn't the right question because the, the big debate during the draft was Haskins versus Daniel Jones. Have you seen enough 
of uh, I like Haskins. You like Haskins over Jones? Me myself. Like because Haskins. he's black or because he's good? <laughs> <laughs> well, partly because he's black. Another, another part he's from Jersey. Is he from Jersey? I thought he's from DC. Yes, he is. Jersey. Mm. I'm gonna just claim him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like Haskins, but he, you know, he gotta grow up a little bit, and you know, he, he seems might... a little immature. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way too. But um, he's he's kind of reminds me of Jameis. It's funny as you said, he kind of reminds me of Jameis. Mm. You think they have some similar skill sets? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I don't think he's. I don't think he's as confident as Jameis. That's mm. the difference. And they're like, both not dynamic, mobile. Like, yeah, they're both kind of pocket black quarterbacks that can kind right. of move around, but they're not really running. Right, to, like they they can yeah. take off, but they they're not looking to run. Right, right. That's a good comparison. But you're taking Haskins over Jones. Over Jones, I'll take Haskins. Like you see, Haskins the last was it like last four or five games? He looked better compared to his first four or five games. Yeah, big difference. Like he just needs to play. Yeah, and hopefully he gets the time. I think nowadays it's like you got to come in and, and 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 put on, or they just move on from you. And hopefully he gets the time to mature. Especially with yeah. the Redskins, who know? I mean, honestly, I don't care if he matures if he's gonna be in my division, but. Well, they about to get a new coach. They got Ron, so, I think Ron Rivera. I think they. Uh, they I don't know if it's the. I don't think it's final, but I think it's happening. From all the yeah, reports. I think so. Too. Yeah, I, I think I, they finalized it, but it seemed like it's a done deal, which is probably good. It seemed like you discipline coach. Yeah, it's good for Riverboat Ron. But um, he definitely. I saw. I, I read something. He was bringing somebody with him for the offense. He need to bring somebody with him. That's just, that was the problem in uh, Carolina. Uh, Ron Rivera. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's a, not one of these old school. I hate when they bring in the old school. Yeah, he needs, he needs know, like a, uh, a young you know, innovative. A new, new, yeah, young innovator. Matt Perry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sign you I'm up. I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> Here we go. So the next one I had was, um, and we kind of talked about this, and I'm just going off the eye test. Not the rings, not the championships, not the MVPs, but Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Who is the better technical quarterback at the position from what you can see? Tom Brady. That's that's, that's a tough comparison. Because Drew Brees, like, for him to do what he do, he got to do everything right, almost at his size. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like he's he's very sound when it comes to fundamentals and stuff. But Tom Brady, like he's the prototype. Like if you you got you know pocket quarterbacks coming up, like you can watch Tom Brady. You know what I mean? You can like put Tom Brady on and say, look, this is this is what it's supposed to look like. Really? Like, I mean, I've always felt honestly that Belichick could insert. Damn near anybody. Or maybe it's Josh McDaniels. I don't know, because Belichick is like a defensive guy, right? Right, he is a defensive guy. And I think Josh McDaniels don't get enough credit. Right. And if coming but from a coming from an offensive coordinator. But right, right. <laughs> right. But to Belichick's credit, like he knows enough to 
say, look, we got to do this. We got to keep this in, in place. Right, because they were Matt, pa- Matt Castle won 11 games. We've seen Kobe right. Brissett go in there and go undefeated. I mean, clearly it's a system. Like, none of those guys, when they, they always bring up like when somebody else came in and won some regular season games, they didn't make the playoffs. Like, playoffs and Super Bowls, Tom Brady made those plays, man. Like six quarter, six Super Bowls. I like Drew Brees, but Tom Brady, don't look at him now because right now, obviously, he's old, but... He was doing it. He was, he was different. Best thing you can look at him now. Is he talking about the question was talking about you know playing a position. Like he's still playing a position at a high level at this age, you know. And he don't got the moss, the grunt, and all that going on. I think his arm looks weaker, but probably so. Well, let me let me ask you this from a perspective of Tom Brady. And the championships that they've won. Like we saw in that Atlanta Super Bowl. It almost seemed like they knew exactly what was going to happen. We spoke about this a little bit earlier about knowing, you know, the the filming on the sidelines and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is it the fact that, and we always see the Patriots always come back. Mm -hmm. Is there something to them having that visibility where they say, okay, we know exactly what the tendencies are in the second half. That's what I started to think about with this whole filming thing. Is there anything to that? Where they, you, well, you always see them come back. Well, I'm just double down on what I said earlier. It's like that's credit to them for putting the work in to, to find the tendencies and, and you know, to, to gamble right. Like, all right, they're probably going to do this, and, you know. To, to, to be on point with it by doing the research, however you got it done, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> however you got it done. To, if you, you know, ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Is that what you're saying, Coach? Basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but I think it's also, like you said, it's a gamble. So they're still betting on their whatever they saw is actually going to happen. And you could probably give the same, whatever video they took of somebody else's sideline, you could give that to other coaches. And they wouldn't pick it up. Right, right. That's the thing. Like, you can get that same. Everybody else has that same. That's what I said earlier. Everybody else has that same advantage. And they just don't use it the same way right. that they do. Right, right. So, like, it's all a chess match. So, you being on the other side, knowing that they had that, those pieces, they had those that, that research or whatever, you got to come with something different. Right. But knowing that what you've done. Right, right. And and that's a good point. If they were able to pick it up to the point where they knew exactly what you were doing, you ain't doing something right. Right, right. Like, like if I'm I'm coaching, I look across the sideline and I see them, you know, kind of studying what I'm sending in. I'm sending signals in. Like I'm gonna start switching how I'm sending the plays in. Like you gotta adapt on the fly, kind of. And, and that's so you feel like they knew the last three plays we ran. Right, right. And if the kids come back to me and they're telling me. Oh, they're calling out the plays. All right, well, something we're not doing something right. Right, and that's interesting, boy, because we've heard stories now of teams saying, "Not they tell like personnel not to leave the playbook in the hotel room. It's that bad with the yeah, Patriots. You can't do that. But they say with you the Patriots, they go the extra mile because they know what the right. tendencies are. Well, I think they could like they could pick it up. So. You could probably leave your playbook around some teams, and they not even. And they still wouldn't be a fight, right? Good point. You know what I mean? The Patriots, if they get any information, 
they probably going to dissect you. Mm. All right, so the last like, one. Like I said, everybody got the same information. They just don't use it like the Patriots use it. That's true. That's true. That's why I wanted to get it from. I never played football. I remember my man, Big Baby, rest in peace, tried to get me on the field. And he told me I'd be on the offensive line. And I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> rest in peace, Big Baby. <laughs> rest in peace, Big Baby. Yeah, I said, I'm not, I'm not, no. What the fuck I'm going to do with that? <laughs> I, mean, I was big bone, but I ain't that damn big. What the fuck I'm going to do on the line? What the fuck are you talking about? That's <laughs> <Yeah>, funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Rest in peace, big baby. That was my nigga. Word, word. But um, final one. And this is the interesting one. And I'm not talking about accomplishment. I'm talking about the eye test. Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick. Who you got? I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Mm, that's who I'm leaning towards as well. Me too, but I think it's tough to compare because you watch the end of somebody's career. Like you seen Michael Vick's whole no, body. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the prime because we saw Lamar Jackson last year looking like Tim Tebow throwing the ball. This year, he looks like Michael Vick when he was with the Eagles throwing the ball. And he can run. Just in one year. Yeah. I'm but taking you saw Lamar. Vick, like, go crazy before two. He looked invincible. But he wasn't going crazy throwing the ball. He was going right. crazy that, with all the other shit. For me, like for me at this age, I think Lamar Jackson's like, I think it's, I want to say not close, but I think he's the better passer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of easy. So, like, like you said, you got to see what happens at the end to see where, you know, his, his career goes. But at this point in their career, I, I take Lamar. Damn, I, Lamar I, didn't, I didn't think we was going to get a consensus there. But I'm glad we but did. But it's tough because it's two years of the league. So, he looks amazing right now. I see people look amazing. You got to do it for your whole career. Because right now we're looking at Vic, and we remember those bad spots and all that. We got to have time to sit. Let Lamar have his grown pants, too. He going to have them. They coming for sure. Right. I, but I look at Vic, and I look at, you know, his early career. So, like, I'm just comparing the small sample size. So, like, early on, I'm taking Lamar. He's, he's a better passer at this age. Right. You know what I mean? Vic didn't grow into what he did later until, like, 10 years later. Right. And that took Andy Reid. Right, who he is a quarterback? Like, like we were talking about earlier, it depends on who coaching. Like you actually, I get somebody who going, you know, focus on that. Exactly, and and, and I'm, of course we can't take the whole body of work because Lamar Jackson is only in his second season, but from what we've seen, and in just a small transition from year one to year two, it's been leaps and bounds. Right. Right. Just yeah, in, in passing that's, right. that's the coach and giving them a shot to do that. Like we said, like we were talking about earlier on Double Down, like we were talking about Cunningham earlier. Like, he could have been all of that. Buddy Ryan just wanted him to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Third, third and whatever, tuck the ball and run. He just cared so, about the defense. He didn't give a shit right. about the offense. Right. So later on in his career, when, you know, he became a passer, you've seen how good he could be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you. I'm definitely with you on that. Consensus, Lamar. And if the Eagles gets bounced, I'm hopping I'm hopping over to the to the damn Ravens. I'm root, I'm rooting for them to bring it home. I'm well, liking you watch it. all three of them play in uh, their rookie season. 
RG3, Lamar Jackson a little bit. We'll take RG3. His rookie year, he looked RG3 is in the second year. I never was sold on RG3. RG3 is in the second year. What are you talking about? I'm saying, when I mean, um, Lamar is in his second year. This is Lamar's second year. As a rookie, like, I thought RG3 projection looked crazy. Yeah, I never was sold on RG3. You know, I was living in D.C. at the time, and I would hear the stories about how they pretty much cut off the whole half of the field for him. Like, he, he wasn't. Did. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. And, and maybe they're doing that for Lamar. I don't know. I just see the numbers. But he wasn't making NFL reads if, if that's, you know, if that's that's the way to say it. Like, you know, they, right. were, they were catering to him, which they should. But how long was that going to last? Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not taking no damn RG3. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> but now yeah. we're going to move on to the sucker or OG move. So we're going to present some scenarios. And you got to stamp it if it's a sucker move or an OG move. So the mm-hmm. first one, the Cleveland Browns have been terrible. We see it. Maybe they haven't been terrible. Maybe people just had too much too much expectations for them when it wasn't warranted. Who knows? But we've seen after the games where Odell Beckham is dapping up players afterwards, telling them to come get him. <laughs> <laughs> As if he is stranded somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio, where he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny as a teammate. I'd have a problem with it if I was on the team. But is that a sucker or an OG move by Mr. Odell Beckham? I don't know if that's an OG move. So. You're, saying <laughs> you're saying it's a sucker move. Yeah, I, I like, I, I, I get it. You know, it, it happens. But, you know, you kind of. Got to, you know, lay in that bed that you, that you made. You know what I mean? Well, he was you traded there. there. He was traded. He was traded there by the Giants. So I don't, I don't know if he wanted to be there, but his actions got him there. So to speak. right, that's that's what I mean. Like your actions caught you. Do you think the Giants really wanted to trade Odell back? Right, right, right. That's why you got to lay in the bed that you made. Right, right. Like you wanted out of you. We knew he wanted out of New York. So I don't think he wanted out of New York. I think he, he didn't know how to. He didn't know how to act in New York. Right. I think he would have loved to stay there. I think it's a sucker move, though. Like you want a team. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go sucker move. To do that, especially like at the end of games on the field. Right, right. Where everybody can see it, type. You know, that's that's it like he was talking to his boy. He just was like, you know, I mean, he's on the field doing that on purpose. Right, that's right, team right. Killing. Don't ever disrespect the team. Right. Mm, I think it's a sucker move as well. That's going to be a consensus. Nigga, handle that shit in the offseason. You got to go play the next week. And you're telling people to come get you. Then you you checked out. I can't rely on you. You can't be in-game talking about come get me. We're trying to win. (laughs) Right. They could have still made it to the playoffs as of three weeks ago. And you're talking about come get you. To where it even trickled down to um, Landry. He started to do that shit. Talking about coming yeah. get him. Nigga, you ain't even that good. <laughs> they said the whole team doing it. Even though the Eagles, I, I'd gladly take Landry. But <laughs> I'd take both of them. I, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, the Eagles, if they can somehow maneuver something for OBJ. So we, talking about that. we can get Alshon up out of here. He can go. Alshon has to go. 
I, I mean, at this point, he has you to. You want to be talking, talking about the QB, leaking stuff to the press. You can roll. <laughs> he almost, he has to. We know yeah. Aguilar is gone. And Wait, what did Jeffrey do? He's talking, talking about Carson, leaking stuff to the press, talking about how he lost the locker room and all this other stuff. There's a lot of anonymous stuff that everybody knows it's, it's coming anonymous. from. Everybody knows it's yeah, him, though. It's coming from him. And maybe Aguilar, it's definitely too. Alshon. That's crazy. Yeah. And maybe Aguilar too. Either way, like one of the sources kind of gave him up. Yeah. Oh, damn. He's a Foles Alshon guy. A He's a Foles catch. guy. So am I. That yeah, whole Super Bowl catch. That whole yeah. Nick Foles thing is such a weird dynamic that I try to give Carson some slack for that because no, mm-hmm. I don't know who else has had to deal with that. I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's difficult. You got a statue of <laughs> your fucking understudy. <laughs> like, that's hard to get over. They got a yeah. huge poster going into the locker room of your understudy. It's tough, but it should, it should drive them to go get one, though. It should. It should. He got the ability to do it. So the next one, I thought this was interesting. You know, Marcus Jordan... Michael Jordan's son has these sneaker stores, trophy room, I believe it is, and it's a big deal. But I saw that he went to, uh, I believe it was Florida International. And before he was supposed to go there and play basketball, Florida International is an Adidas school. And Mm -hmm. they had talks beforehand that he could wear Jordan brand. And initially, they told him it was okay. Once he got there, it wasn't. And he ended up not playing for Florida International because he had to wear Adidas. Sucker (laughs) OG move by Mr. Marcus Jordan. I'm going to say OG right away. Mm. That's an OG move. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah, I think it is. He couldn't even put the sneakers on his feet? Like, we had this conversation before I got there. You said I could wear my dad's shoes. Now you're saying I can't. <laughs> he covered every day. He covered all bases. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what is he supposed to do? Especially, especially like, the, the, today's NCAA where, like, I'm fighting for the players to fight back and get everything, they, you know what I mean, that they deserve. Right. Hell yeah. You're not going to tell me I can't wear these Jordans when you told me I can't. But he's only he got a small ass, window to play college basketball. And because of the sneakers on his feet, he's not going to do it? Uh, I don't know. He shouldn't even have to ask that. Really, they should have been asking if they could become Jordan. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he ain't got that type of a pull. Right. Like, he wasn't yo, that good to get that type of pull. Like, yo, my son's going there. Like, why wouldn't you want to switch to Jordan? Right. <laughs> That's a sponsorship. Like, what? what are we talking about? And y'all know <laughs> there's a contract. You can't just break a contract with the apparel yes, you company. Can. You can easily, yes, you can. You can easily break a contract. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Are you going to break the contract for a mediocre player just because his last name is Jordan? Like, come yeah. on. Yes. It's yes. Really? <laughs> We're not we ain't even talking one. about him. We're talking about the brand. He's not giving you Anwar. Right. Like, giving you Jordans. <sighs> I don't know. So, I don't, so you say y'all stand for that. recruit off of that. That's an OG right, we're move. We're a Jordan team now. Right. Right away. Y'all are stamping <laughs> that OG. I'm stamping OG. OG. 
Fucking stupid ass. Fight, fight for your, I'm for player rights, man. I'm from NCAA player rights. <laughs> but it's crazy because the schools, they probably got a relationship with somebody at Adidas. Of course. Somebody there, and that's why they don't want to break that contract. Mm-hmm. And fucked up his own money. Yeah, there's the relationships with pli- players better than Marcus Jordan. You know what I mean? <laughs> Take Jordan. That was, that was bad by them. Right. Well, they should have just told him no then. Right. Well, yeah, that's true. Like, that's on them. I, I feel like that's totally on them. He would have went somewhere else. and they Yeah, right. And they would have been Jordan's sponsor. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to ride with y'all then. We're going to go to an OG move by Mr. Marcus Jordan. Shouts <laughs> to you. Word. Next one. There's a coach <laughs> on the Willingboro staff. Put out a... <laughs> Put out a tweet. (laughs) And I'm going to read it to you. It says, listen, let me tell you. Wait a minute. Hold hold, hold up. Wait wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Wait, What are you talking about? Can I get it out? (laughs) What's going on? What are you holding up for? What? I'm not gonna I don't gotta say no names. There was a coach on the Willowball staff. I can say the name if y'all want me to, but No, don't say me. The tweet reads this. Listen, <laughs> let me tell y'all this as long as I'm defensive coordinator of Willenboro High School and Matt is the offensive coordinator and Marcus Coach Key coaches we would not allow no team to try to plant no flag in the middle of RW. We will want smoke off rip. We're not taking no shorts or disrespect. Shit would turn into a brawl every time it happens. Not up for debate. Or they say be the bigger team. No, it is disrespectful. Next time, I'm going to break it. <laughs> this is from a Willemball coach on yeah, your staff. Said, said <laughs> is that a sucker OG move by said coach? OG, triple OG. <laughs> Straight OG move. Straight triple OG. Look here. I don't know about anybody else, but you're not about to come plant no flag on our field, period. Now, Matt, let me stop you. We had the incident that happened with the Camden football team. And what was the other team? Was it Paul the Six or something like that? Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Yeah, and the, it was the Camden and Pleasantville. To do with, with and it was right around right. the same time. I mean, we just don't want to create no brawls. No, Timing might have been bad. Yeah, it was an outside incident that had nothing to do with football or either school. Timing still might have not been appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. You, you're OG. riding with the statement. That's the OG move. Yep. OG move. Jason? I'm not with him, man. I, 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 you can't let nobody play them. Like, uh, and this is the team that beat y'all last year, the same team? 
No, this is a team we never played before. And so tell me what happened. They they planted a flag in the middle of the Willem Ball Field. Is that what happened? Yeah. So they came out, did their little routine, and part of their routine, I guess, is playing the flag. So do they, they do that it. with everybody, or they just happen to that's, do that's that? With what I, that's what they say. That's what I heard. My thing is, why is everybody letting y'all do this? And y'all so just wasn't happy. They tried it. It didn't work. And so was there a big, was there a brawl of some sort, or was it a commotion, or what happened? It was words. Okay. There were words. The flag was removed. They didn't like it. We didn't like it. Okay. You let the scoreboard talk. Indeed. And that that's all the talking that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand for the OG or sucker move. I'm not gonna I'm gonna stay out of that one. I just wanna get because <laughs> that's my alma mater. Shout out to Willem Brothers. I'm not gonna I had I had some feelings about it since that whole situation happened. Um with the Camden game and it was right around that time. But it is kind of, it's different. It's different. It's totally different. So last one here for OG Asaka move. Legend has it, there was once a fantasy baseball league. Legend has it that it was run there by Matt go. Perry. He started yeah, a fantasy huh? baseball league, invited his friends, and everybody <laughs> is, was pretty sure that Matt Perry was owning two league, two teams at one time, <laughs> saying it was his nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I'm gonna let you start. Is that a sucker or an OG move for somebody running the fantasy league, owning two teams, acting as if it's somebody else? That's a sucker move, man. That could cause some problems. That shit might get you hurt. <laughs> You're saying it's a sucker move. That's a sucker move. I tend to I agree with you. Repercussions. Did, were there any repercussions to that? <laughs> there was an epic battle that took place between Matt and one of the owners. <laughs> Time to come out, nigga. Hold on. Was the nephew playing or was it you, nigga? Just admit it. Just 10 years later. My nephew had the team. Now, forget the the fuck out of here. He's sticking with it. <laughs> you can ask him. He brought that man out. For the listeners, we saw the most outrageous trades between him and said nephew. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe you no matter what you say. You own both teams. Just come clean, nigga. We can move on. It's 2020. <laughs> You're still holding true to it. Yeah, I'm holding the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I guess I guess we just have to live with it. I'm still saying it's a sucker move. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gonna end it on that one. So now we're coming to the end of the decade. And we 
thought it'd be cool to come up with an athlete of the decade. So the AP News named your king, LeBron James. Even though players are smashing his mom and all types of shit throughout the decade. <laughs> Yo. Yo. It's the truth. They even oh, touched on it on first take. Jason, I sent you that clip. Stephen A and Max just two weeks ago talked about how players were smashing LeBron's mom. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened. It happened. Everybody knows it happened. So if y'all want to name him the athlete of the decade, okay. But what is your thoughts on who should be named the athlete of the decade? I can agree with Bron. I mean, you think about the last 10 years, think about prominent athletes. I mean, if you want to get into stats, sure he has plenty of stats to back it up. He's got chips to back it up too. But more importantly, he was like the most prominent athlete in this last 10 years. Think about sports, you think about the events that you watch and the people that you talk about the most over the last 10 years, nobody close to LeBron as far as talking about him all the time and how his moves impacted the whole decade. So you going with your king? I'm going with LeBron. Bron, Bron. Matt, who you got? I'm going to go with Serena, man. Mm. Serena Williams. Like, you talk about dominance. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? It's her. That's true. I think that's somebody that's getting overlooked because she's a grand female. Slams, 13 grand slams since 2010. Mm. Consistently ranked number one. It ain't too much more you can say outside of that. So I'm definitely going to stamp Serena as somebody that should be considered not your king, but who who I got. I got somebody different. I think because he is who he is, people try to discount him. But He's made $930 million in this decade, more than any other athlete. The people that he beat in the ring are Shane Mosley, future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Miguel Cotto, future mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Canelo Alvarez, future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Marcos Madonna, who nobody wanted to face during his time. <laughs> And he took him on two times. Manny Pacquiao, future Hall of Famer. And made almost a billion dollars within a decade. I'm going with Floyd. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That's a good one. That is a good one. I almost, I really honestly forgot about Floyd. Probably because he didn't fight that much this decade, though. He, I mean, he, but he put, so but, but we got to look at the whole decade, though. We got to look at the whole So world. if you were talking about era, I would probably put him in there. I just think that the, this 10 years, like, he hasn't fought in, like, what, three years? Since 2017, yep. So maybe he had, like, eight fights in the, this decade? Ten. He had ten fights. Ten fights. And generated $930 million. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. <laughs> I think I just lost because it's been a few years since he's been out, but you're right. It's a I, good one. I think, I think it's in boxing, the discipline is different. To main that level of excellence and be undefeated 
I think yeah, he's, he's not getting his just due in his athlete of the decade conversation. I would agree. Going with Floyd. Yeah, I would agree. Going with Floyd. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to stick with Serena, though. No, that's a good one, too. Jason, you and your king can go somewhere else with that. No, I think I think I would take Floyd. Uh, with Serena, I just think the level of competition isn't comparable. So, What do you mean? It's she can only deal with the cards that she's dealt. What do you mean? She can't handpick them. But you said LeBron, didn't you? Line him up, she knocked him down. Yeah, I said LeBron over the 10 years. His impact and people... For the whole 10 years, he's been talked about every day on TV. Every day. I, that had nothing to do with it. If I had to pick a basketball player, I'm just taking Steph over LeBron. I'm taking Steph over LeBron. Somebody had that argument the other day with one of the publications. Yeah. I mean, Steph changed the game to where now the the the, the jump shot, and especially the three-point, was a lost cause for a while. Steph made it to where now you got to have a stretch four on the, on the court and you don't even have a chance. Maybe even a stretch mm-hmm. five, because of the and then some of that has to do with Steve Kerr and Alvin Gentry but for people LeBron who don't know. LeBron has dictated the entire decade. Yeah, I, I, I would say LeBron has something to do with that too, because you know he he doesn't play every position, so you don't got that stretch forward that you're talking about that can you know run around with LeBron. You kind of out of place. Right, players that could defend LeBron got careers just because they needed somebody there. Facts. They started looking for that prototype, that body. Like, we got to get a guy to slow him down a little bit. Well, Steph Steph, I'm just talking about this decade. LeBron might have changed, helped change the game in the previous decade. We're just talking about this decade. But Steph came on the scene and just blew everybody's mind. At his size, he's not above the rim type of player. And had everybody enamored wanting to play like him, especially the kids, as you know, Jason, from a basketball standpoint. The kids, I I would have to think they probably like Steph more than LeBron. The more kids like Steph or LeBron that you come across, this LeBron. Bullshit. That's his king. That's his king, man. So he's got to no, say it. LeBron is different. You got to think, in 2010, he was with Miami. That's what his first year in Miami. <laughs> that changed the whole league. Then he went back to Cleveland. His this decade, he was four years in Miami. You know, they were I know they only won two, but all eyes on them the whole time. And let me ask y'all this. Who had the wackest celebration? A, LeBron or KG? Say what? Who had the wackest celebration, LeBron or KG? KG. Who's KG celebration? So we got anything is possible. We got we got Cleveland. This is for you. Versus anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with LeBron over KG. <laughs> is the better one or the worst one? The better one. Brown yeah, is ready Yeah, I'm with you. Cause I'm like, anything is possible, nigga. You're fucking seven <laughs> foot. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Anything is possible. If you didn't win a championship, yeah. nigga, it's on you. What the fuck are you talking oh, about? Oh, God. 
Right. Right. Anything is possible. You said that it meant more. Oh, mm-hmm. Real, real quick, did y'all hear about KG coming at LeBron? Kind of like he I, heard a little, I saw. I read a little bit. I didn't see the whole thing. Apparently, basically was like, "Yo, we chased them out." Yeah, 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 out of Cleveland, and that's what yeah, brought Stephen. That. That's what brought Stephen A. and Max to say it wasn't KG. And then and I'm trying. I'm not trying to be funny. <laughs> Stephen A. and Max were on first take saying it wasn't KG. It was the fact that everybody was fucking LeBron's moms while he left. This is what they said on first take. <laughs> this is what they said on first take. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna put the link in your bio, <laughs> Jason? You saw it? Did they not? Did they you not know. say it? They made references <laughs> to inappropriate behavior by teammates. But it was crazy. Teammates, hey teammates. They wanted to defend your king so bad that they fucked up and talked about how players were fucking his mom and shit. Crazy. Yeah, that's wild. All right, so we got our athletes of the decade. So I'm sticking with 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 Floyd. Matt, you're sticking with Serena. Jason, you're sticking with your king. Or are you coming over to Floyd? <laughs> no, I'm gonna take Brian. You sticking with your king? Okay. I like I like all three. It's a good mix. It's a good mix. Yeah, yeah definitely. But since we uh we're gonna end it on this, we all have coached. You know, I'm I'm what they call. The Zen master for the youth AAU level. I'm the Zen master. I take kids better than what they used to be. I got one kid. He's getting recruited by multiple university. He couldn't even dribble when he before he came to me. So you can call me the Zen master. That's what it's about. Man. That's what it's about. Jason, you're coaching the AAU team right now. You're also helping out with Camden. Is that correct? Yeah. And then, Matt, you are clearly at Willemore High putting mm-hmm. the rings on your finger. <laughs> what does it mean to be a coach? I mean, what got everybody involved? Because we all came up together, and it's ironic that we all wanted to coach and help. Was it an influence to somebody that coached you? Uh, was it just the fact that you wanted to continue to be involved in the sport? What do you think was the driving factor and what you're doing today? Well, for me, like, it started with the love of the games, just loving basketball. So that's what kept me just want to be close to the game. And as far as coaching, that's like the development of young people and using a game that I love and that they love to try to, like, teach, like, life lessons and shit like that. Um, helping them navigate their way through the game and just building and developing young people mm. for the most part. But it all starts with like the love of the game, just me loving the game growing up and becoming an adult and still loving the game and, and seeing like all the things that the game uh, produces, you know what I'm saying? Like lessons for me, mm. all that for young people and all that. Absolutely. Matt, Definitely. what do you think? Just, uh, you know, Piggyback on what you said, it, you know, it started with the love of the game. You know, I, I love football, so it's what I've been doing my whole life. So, you know, it was time for me to hang it up. What's the next best thing? 
Let's give it all back to somebody else. Hmm. So focus in on them, you know what I mean? Give them everything I got. And like you said, try to help them navigate through, you know, their careers and make good choices through life and take the lessons, you know, the football lessons that you taught, that, that, that we teach, and they can take it into their everyday lives. And what and you got some players I know um the kid Chris Long, I've seen the uh social media post about him. I think he was the number yeah, one receiver in the state and now he's going to Rutgers. Yeah. Um yeah. who else is going places and any players you want to talk about? Um we got a couple kids on the side in the senior class this year. Um Chris Long, of course, he's number one uh receiver in the state and top I think top 30 in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be uh, accepted a uh, scholarship to play at Rutgers. He'll be playing DB. He you know, could be playing receiver. It's kind of up in there. But let me right let me stop you there. Playing. Why is why? Because I what I saw him committing to Rutgers is he's going to play in the secondary as a defensive back. But he was mm-hmm. the number one ranked player at wide receiver in the state. What what goes what goes into that? Why not just go in as a receiver? Oh, I mean, you know, it's different things. You know, body type. You know, uh, the the the, the, uh, the program's needs. Um, is is a uh, is recruiter per se. You know, Frank Brown is the DB back coach, so you know he saw something at. Back, you know, he also plays corner. He was second in the state at interceptions, so you know he does both. Okay, it's not like you know he's just a receiver and they're moving him to the corner and he never played corner. He, he plays both and he excels at both. So you know, it's just you know one of the um, things he does better is play corner. So well, let maybe. me ask you: Is there any is there anything to the fact that it's a better um, route? to the NFL at that position versus receiver, or is that just my ignorance? No, it's, it, there's something to that, because, you know, um, everybody wants to score touchdowns, you know? Mm-hmm. It's flat out. Everybody, everybody wants to score touchdowns. Everybody wants to play receiver. So you get a, a lack of kids who want to stop the people to, play, you know, score touchdowns. Right. You know, not everybody wants to be DB, so everybody puts their eggs in, you know, receiver, and it's, it's a lack of kids at DB. So they're, they're definitely a lane there. And, you know, with his skill set, he fits the bill. He definitely, you know, could excel and be one of those draft picks. Not to say he couldn't at wide receiver as well. Right. But uh, there's a void kind of, you know, at DB. He could probably play for the Eagles today, from what I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't mind him out there at all. Uh, how about it, some of the other guys you got? Um, yeah, like I said, we got a couple of this other seniors, you know, still undecided. Um, got one, you know, um, very good to West Point, one of our linemen, Oliver mm. Lilly. Um, that's, a, that's a big deal for him, and, you know, the program. Um, a couple other guys, you know, still undecided, getting a lot of it. Interest, you know, from the FCS level, um, HBCUs. Um, and we got our underclassmen, guys we got coming back. We talked about earlier, Ashawn Davis, quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, multiple FBS offers. Um, you know, I, I know he likes Rutgers. Call but, it um, Temple, nigga. What are you talking <laughs> about? 
<laughs> but uh, you know, we'll see how his recruitment plays out. And let me let me um, ask you this, let me, real quick, because we talk a lot about HBCUs on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there relationships with the HBCUs? You went to FAMU. Like, is there, I don't know if there's a concerted effort to, you know, transition kids to that, to those type of schools, but um, what are your thoughts about, it, it, not necessarily what you're doing today, just an overarching um, thought about athletes going to HBCUs over with the PWIs. You think that that's something that needs to be a thing? Do y'all talk about that at all? I'm just kind of curious. Um, everybody's situation is different, you know. So, like we say in football, even in college, it, it, it's almost a home for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's over 100 FCS schools and over, you know, another 100 FBS schools. You know what I mean? So Division Two, Division Three, there's there's a home for everybody. So mm-hmm. wherever you you know might find a home at, go ahead and go there, play football, get the education. You know, HBCUs, but um, you know they offer a different experience. I've been there. You know, you've been there, so you know we know how it is. Right. It's definitely you know nothing that we would you know turn away from. Right. So, Especially yeah. if it's FAMU, because that shit is all yeah, Definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Are we, yeah, we jumped the fence to get in that part? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, 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 we encourage, you know, go where you want it, I, honestly. So there's no focus, it's just all about what you think is best for the particular player? Indeed. Right. Everybody, everybody got different needs and, you know, different levels, so. Wherever you find a home at, you can go learn and play football at the same time. Right. Get that degree. Right. Come home, make some money. Right. And give it that's back. That's what it's about. And give it back. Yeah, just that's, like you that's what it's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you had some other players that you were talking about. I didn't want to cut you off, but. Oh, no. Um, another 2020, 2021, Demi Sumo, running back, D-back, uh, another highly recruited kid. Um, two of our linemen, Dejard Dixon, Isaiah Cook, um, Chris Carr, and uh, some of the younger guys coming up, 2020, Bryson Bright. Okay. You know, so um, we, 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 we're looking at repeating, man. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be there for this one. The next one, I'm there. I'm down here in the Carolinas, but the next one, I'm making it. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, you already know. And then... Is, are you doing any camps or anything like that? Or are you just focusing on the team? No, I actually, uh, you know, I help out with um, a couple different camps. Uh, I work with Glacier Clinics in the off-season. I thought camps were neat. Um, I help with a 707 program, you know, with different kids in the area. So, okay, working, man, just giving back. All right, whatever we can do to promote. On our Instagram or anything like that, just let me know. Definitely proud, man, because, you know, Willem Bar don't win too many championships. And to be able to bring home two in a row that weren't captured before, you know, it's definitely better than (laughs) 
What was his name? O'Neal? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Coach O'Neal, man. My Is O'Neal still involved? Is no, he, he uh, he's not coaching anymore. He's not around? What about um no. what about Belfred? Is he still around? He's around. He's not coaching, but he's around. You know, he comes to the game, comes in and talks to the players here and there. He supports us, you know, all the time. You know, the funny thing is I've been seeing these things on Instagram about uh, these programs in the South that aren't receiving the same resources as some of the white schools in the area. And they keep talking about how they have coaches teaching classes that they're not, <laughs> they're not qualified for. Uh-huh. Which also always just makes me think of Belfry coaching history. I had him. I had him, nigga. And shouts to him, Coach Bell, you're my man. But we should not have been watching Roots and Queenie <laughs> as a part of history. And curving, well, it, was, it was a black experience, wasn't it? I mean, but he would curve the test. <laughs> I got a thirty on my final, and Wait, it was a B. Yeah. I got a thirty on my final, and it was a B. I got a thirty was <laughs> a thirty was curved so much. A thirty was a B. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad our education was until I got to Hampton. I didn't know what a fucking PowerPoint was, and everybody did. And I'm like, what the fuck is a PowerPoint present? What do you mean we got to do a PowerPoint presentation? What the fuck is this? <laughs> that wasn't Belfort's fault. Yeah, that, that wasn't necessarily Belfort's fault, but he was a part of the problem. But shout out to Coach Bell. That was my dog. Shout out to Coach Bell. <laughs> shout out to Bell Schools. Absolutely. Jason, what do you think, uh, just to end this off, um, you're doing in the future, and, and Matt, you as well, as far as coaching the kids. I know Jason, you're doing the AAU thing. Are you at Camden High as an assistant, or are you trying to get your own team, or what's going on, Matt? And what, and what ultimately, what do you want to do, Matt? You want to be a head coach, you want to be a, move to the collegiate level, so we can end it on that. Um, me, myself, I'm you know, ride this wave, I'm keep putting on for the town, and try to win these chips, man. I'm not really looking on uh, you know, a lot of too much. But um I'll say, um being coaching as being an assistant coach, watching and seeing how much goes into being a head coach, like I'm kinda good right now. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've always loved being in that second seat. Yeah, I'm kinda so good. Like my man my my, my my man Steve Everett, the head coach, you know, he, he handles it all. You know, he does a good job. You know, I'm I'm ride with him and we're just gonna ride this out for right now. Absolutely awesome. Jason, what what are you looking to do in the future? Twenty twenties coming up. I'm just locked into where I'm at right now, like middle of the season. And uh, hey, you coming up soon? I'm just trying to stay locked into that, and um, that's just how I approach it. It's always the coaching, just focusing what you what you're doing right now. Make sure you lock in, get the best results. Um, but I'm excited about this season and the AAU season. Mm. So I'm just locked in right there, right now. Well, I appreciate y'all taking the time to lock in with me on this podcast. We've we've known no doubt, each, we've known each other since what third fourth grade, which is crazy. WBA WBA like we've been knowing each other locked in 
that long. You know, Mr. Right. Sims and and Mr. Holiday will be proud of us that we're still connected. <laughs> no, seriously. We got a lot of goofy right. shit going on out here. I see yeah. shit on Instagram with niggas that never talk to each other, but now they're best friends on Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck happened? What's going on? A lot of goofy shit that I've seen since, uh, since the high school days. But we've Shout known each other. Oh, Rest in peace, Mr. Holiday. Word. But we've been locked in. We're still friends. We still keep in touch. And it's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate y'all. We're going to put this out. And either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about Word. what's going on in the huddle. Yes, sir. We'll yes, sir. Appreciate you, time. bro. My man. All right. Peace.